You're listening to the Glow Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Sun. I'm a spiritual baddie who is passionate about real transformation. These raw and unfiltered conversations are meant to break off limiting beliefs and leave you feeling more free to be your truest self. Let's dive deep. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Glow Radio. Today, I have a special guest with me, Lisa Tahir. She is a psychotherapist. She is the author of the book, The Chiron Effect. She is also the founder of Psychoastrology. I'm very excited to dive into our conversation today because she incorporates so many spiritual modalities into her practice, like Reiki, crystal healing, meditation, all stuff that you guys know I'm super passionate about. So I'm very excited today. Welcome, Lisa. Jacqueline, thank you so much for having me on Glow Radio. And I love hearing that these methods and modalities really resonate with you as well and with your listeners. For sure. So how about you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, how you started your practice? You know, I started as I am a social worker and I became licensed over 20 years ago. I was always drawn to this field of the healing arts and mental health wellness in particular because I started therapy when I was 21 and to heal some of my own wounds that I experienced in childhood, centering around trauma and abuse and realizing at that age that I needed some help to learn how to communicate better with others and to understand understand my own emotions. And from that time at at being 21, now I'm 50 and just learning how our emotions are really, our emotions are a guidance system within us. And our body is actually a tuning fork in life to lead us, pull us towards things we desire and push us away, even repel us from people, places, and things not meant for us. And I've learned that we tend to want to override our natural propensity of knowing what we're attracted to and repelled from. And it's it's really like honoring and listening to the wisdom of our bodies, of our emotions, and like fine-tuning that through psycho-spiritual practices like therapy, meditation, different types of healing using crystals, and even nature, the beauty of nature. And just I'm curious what you think about all that. I love all of that. I feel like that really resonates with what I'm very interested in. Like I love, I guess, diving deep into emotional healing and yeah. kind of combining all these spiritual aspects together because I feel like they're they're really all related. Yeah, and, and I love like diving into childhood traumas and just healing from all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. that was really awesome. Tell us a little bit more about uh, what psychotherapy is and psychoastrology for anyone who doesn't know what that's that is. Sure. Psychotherapy is is that more traditional talk therapy where you come in and, and talk about we about your patterns of relationships, of relating, of making sense of that through what you learn to be true about yourself and for yourself from the family you came from. And often we take on these limiting beliefs about ourselves, about life, 
based upon what we were taught and what we experienced. And, and I really love helping clients move beyond that story. And that's actually what brought me to write my book and create psychoastrology is I started to personally and professionally feel like questioning what is beyond the story of our woundedness, the story of how things have been. What about the new story? What about who we want to become and how to get there in, in, in a new and different way? And that's where I heard in meditation the word Chiron, C-H-I-R-O-N. And Jacqueline, I only knew Chiron from a reference in grad school having to do with Carl Jung's work on Chiron as the wounded healer archetype. And it didn't really mean that much to me, honestly, when this came up. I was like, okay, universe, like, yeah, grad school. But I kept feeling prodded to like Chiron, Chiron, like research this. And over the course of almost four years, I researched and, and wrote this book called The Chiron Effect, having to do with the astrological placement of Chiron and our birth chart identifies one of 12 areas of core wounding or area of vulnerability that we have within ourselves. And we tend to hide or edit this part of ourself. Like we might feel, oh, there's your pet. My kitty cat got on my lap. I see Don't a little doggy. Right now. She keeps jumping at me. So, <laughs> so sweet. I love that. So, you know, it's like you might be really successful on paper. People perceive you as being successful. You're really well liked, but inwardly, privately, and secretly, you feel like you're never enough. You know, you feel like what you do isn't good enough. And that's so sabotaging and painful to, on one hand, be perceived one way, yet not be able to connect with that inside of yourself and be on this endless hamster wheel of pursuit and accomplishment. And so that's what Chiron helps you understand about yourself, the area of your life that you might overcompensate in or undercompensate in. And I give practical takeaway steps on how you can start to change that pattern within you, as well as affirmations that you can meditate upon to create new belief systems. I love that Chiron when I learned about Chiron it quickly became like one of my favorite aspects of wow. astrology so I was really intrigued when I saw that you you wrote the book the Chiron effect and yeah affirmations is something that I I recently started incorporating into my lifestyle okay. and they yeah. really changed my life like completely just changed everything because yeah, it's so crazy how we have so many limiting beliefs that are given to us from our upbringing or from society. And it takes time. Even to from like our we, friends. Yeah. yeah. Like people, you know, just kind of, we tend to think this is as good as it can get, whatever this is, you know, without the awareness that, that we are unlimited by time and space. We're unlimited by reality. When you start learning and applying some quantum principles of how, you know, we're timeless, we, we are vibrational energy you know, we appear to be solid matter, but we're able to recreate ourselves like down to the cellular level and how that can really expand what we believe to be true for ourselves. And it, it really takes, you know, reaching into feeling into a new belief system for ourselves. And I think that comes from actually recognizing and deeply healing the, the woundedness within us that, you know, the legitimate, like in my book, I talk about Chiron has a placement in an astrological sign, 
For instance, Chiron and Cancer is core wounding by abandonment. So you certainly have to heal, you know, how you've been abandoned, the way that's affected you, and then the way you might self-abandon in order to even create the space to adopt affirmations and new beliefs. So I see this work, my work going hand in hand, healing and creating. And psychoastrology is that. I never answered that question. It's where your personal psychology meets your natal or birth chart astrology and really synthesizing that through healing and transforming our limitations and vulnerabilities into our empowerment instead of shying away from that or hiding from it or feeling embarrassed or shamed by it. Totally. So I'm curious about your astrology. So yeah. what, what is your big three in astrology? Sure. So my son, I'm a Gemini sun. I'm an Aries rising and an Aries moon. Wow. That is so powerful. I feel like, well, Geminis are so great at communicating. So it makes sense that you love writing and everything. Wow. That's How about your three? I am a Pisces sun and I am okay. a Virgo moon and a Virgo rising. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm imagining for you, like health and its associated routines are important, being of service, giving back. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much passionate about health. I used to be a personal trainer and a health coach. Yeah. So that's definitely in my journey. But yeah. the more that I learn about astrology, it's very interesting because I have a lot of like opposition and squares in my chart. Okay. So I actually have a lot of Aquarius energy in my other placements. So okay. it kind of, I have this like inner battle between like the Virgo and the Aquarius and just a lot of earth and um, air opposing energies, which is very interesting to me. I want, I'm curious if you see that as opportunity to kind of combine some things in your life, like even, you know, working with communities, other groups to help move forward your ideas, you know, in a synergistic way versus an oppositional way. Mm, totally. I, I really love collaborating and partnerships and just like working with groups. I find that that is definitely where I thrive. Even when yeah. I was younger, like if I'm ever learning a new new thing, a new skill, I tend to enjoy learning with other people rather yeah. than just being alone. So I have noticed that in my life. And do, and do you know where your Chiron is? My Chiron is in Leo. Okay, so that would be a core wounding or vulnerability and creativity. And for this person, you might be really good at helping others be creative, facilitating others' sense of play and freedom, yet you might put your own creativity on the back burner at times to help others. Has that ever been true? Yeah, I think so. I would think so because I do really enjoy being creative. I think that's also the Pisces side of me, but right, yeah, it is, it is hard for me to exercise that like all the time. It really takes a push. When I think, I wonder too, if you act like you might minimize your need for that in your life, like your time for play, your time to be creative, like people around you might not even know how important that is for you, what a deep need it is. And so I know I talk about it in my Chiron in Leo section about really sharing that deep need 
with those in your life so they can, because I feel like they really want to support you in taking that time for yourself to be creative and playful, but you have to let them know that you need that time. And I wonder if that's something you've been exploring with others. Actually, that's pretty on point for just like very recently in the last few months, I realized that I wanted to learn how to prioritize play in my life. Yeah. Especially because growing up, I've been very much a workaholic and I have this overachiever kind of trauma response. Mm -hmm. And I just realized that a lot more this year. And I've really been prioritizing play, rest, and just kind of creating for the sake of creating instead of doing it for work. So that's I very, love very that. much on point. Yeah. That's so on point for you to really let play drive your your creation and how from that excitement and like aligned, you know, like create creativity, that stuff will come to you that you want without it feeling so much like work. Like the collaborations and even the income like will come as a byproduct of you pursuing your playful joy and in creativity. Totally. I definitely feel that because in the past, I felt like I would constantly initiate things out of fear more so and fearing that I'll miss out and stuff like that. But ever since like this year, I've really kind of learned how to surrender to the universe and just kind of wait until there's a very specific sign for me to act upon something. Yeah. Just like doing it for the sake of being scared. Sure. And even prioritizing yourself is important to prioritizing the rest and replenishment that you need. Like, is that something too you've been looking at at all? Yes, totally. Okay, good. It kind of, it kind of started maybe it's been almost two years now because a couple of years ago I had this huge like health issue act up. All these things were going wrong in my body And I realized it was a result of me not uh, healing my childhood traumas Mm. and overworking and just neglecting all that inner healing. And it truly surfaced all in my body, especially after I got out of a very long-term toxic relationship. And then everything came to the surface and that's what kickstarted my healing journey. And I imagine now it's like that came to the surface literally to be released and healed and transformed in your life. Yes, for sure. It's, That's I feel awesome. Like, I feel like I'm a completely different person than even a year ago. I, I yeah. did not know how to rest before. I did not know how to meditate, but because of all these health issues, I finally started meditating. And in the beginning, I started with just like two minutes. Cause that's right. I, I did too. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. And then now I can do longer, like 20 minutes, but yeah, it, it truly started from the bottom. And how long have you been doing this show? This show I've been doing it. I think it's almost been probably two, three years now. Oh, a long time. Okay. I started it with my best friend actually before. So it was a bit different in the beginning. It was more focused on like entrepreneurship and career because that's what we were very interested in that time. And then our lives kind of changed. Both of us got out of very long-term relationships. We decided to take a little bit of a break and then she moved on to other things and I decided to pick up the podcast again and here we are. 
It's so good. I have a podcast called All All Things Therapy, and I have been doing it for five and a half years, weekly episodes. And it it's it's been so awesome for me. Like I always learn something new. And even if I feel like, oh, I don't know that I want to do this, I know from experience that I feel better after every episode because like spending this time with someone new and like having this collaboration is always so gratifying and inspiring for me you know and then also others like clip uh contributing contributing to the collaborative and to other people's well-being it just is all around a win-win I think yes completely I completely agree I feel like I always feel better after an episode whether it's like collaborating with someone a guest or even a solo episode I feel yeah. like it's a good release for myself to it is say my thoughts out loud, be vulnerable. It's really great. I agree. Yeah, I, I don't do many solo shows, but I've pushed myself to do that in, in the last year. And because it does feel so vulnerable and, and kind of weird to just be sitting here talking into a mic for 20 minutes plus. But I've learned it is very cathartic. And to take up that space emotionally and just in the world to, to speak our thoughts, to say, what's what's on my mind and like to put it out there I feel like it's helped me gain confidence even to do the solo episodes without a guest yes totally because I find that whenever I share something very vulnerable I usually get pretty good feedback from listeners yeah they'll tell me that it really helped them or they've gone through something similar and I feel like that definitely helps heal me too same here that's awesome. So what what about what is your Chiron sign? So my Chiron is in the sign of Aries mm-hmm. and it speaks to vulnerability or core wounding in a sense of one's value and worth and that was really illuminating for me because it means that I can concentrate and focus my affirmations on my value and worth. And it's in my first house of personality, of personal identity. So it manifests as something kind of just apparent to me, like others wouldn't know this per se about me because I appear to be, you know, really strong, which I am, and really competent, again, which I am. But there are moments that I feel uh, inside really vulnerable and like not good enough. And I've learned to just really focus my affirmations, like I'm enough. And it's not about performance-based good enoughness like achievement that to only to really pursue my achievements because they really light me up that they really make me happy not because I'll feel good about myself in in a validation kind of way you know that's a natural byproduct when we're really living our passion we naturally feel good but not because like I have to do this to be a good person does that make sense the difference Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, so it's been really helpful for me to learn about my own Chiron placement and healing so I can kind of let myself play more as well. That's so interesting because you have an Aries moon and an Aries rising and your Chiron is also an Aries. So yes, do you find that like, does that affect it at all? You know, since your moon is also the same sign, you're rising. That's where I feel like I'd have to, the astrology end is at the end of my book. I have a resource section of astrologers that I 
that I go to for myself as a psychotherapist. I feel more competent in the psychotherapy end of things and the, the psychological and spiritual components. But I know Aries, there's a lot of initiation action, a lot of fire, like a lot of, you know, doing. And so for me, I'm a big doer. Like I'm taking action is really important to me on all fronts. But what my Chiron placement in Aries has taught me is to pause on actioning until I really feel aligned, you know, with the person, place, or thing to even wait to receive an invitation instead of just barreling on through that, you know, sometimes I, I, I see things so quickly, all this Gemini, like I have uh, my Mercury in Gemini, Venus in Gemini. So there's a lot of Gemini and Aries. So it's like all these ideas that I want to take action on, but having to learn to be more in the receptive mode and pause has been what I've been focused on the last few years in my learning experience. Wow. That's a lot of Gemini and Aries. What is your yeah. Mars sign? Uh, my Mars is in Aries. Wow. <laughs> I chart. Wow. I'd, yeah. But that, yeah. That, that's also so powerful because I feel like Aries are very like action takers, like you said. So Whenever we're change the... makers, like mm, about change, about totally. initiating change, but I've learned it, it really has to be in a way that can be received. Cause I, re I remember in the past being younger, feeling frustrated that I'm not well received. And, you know, I've learned it's cause sometimes what's so obvious and apparent to me isn't obvious or apparent to others. So you come across as being, uh, kind of like too much when, when you haven't laid the groundwork or been invited in to share your ideas. So it's been like learning this softening of my energy. Like I can be like, I love to work out also. I was a fitness instructor as well. So I can take out all this Aries energy on my workouts with myself, but maybe let others, you know, be themselves too. I could completely relate. My Mercury is an Aries. Okay. So yeah. how does that manifest for you? I feel like when I was younger, I, I felt very unheard. So mm. I would try to be louder and just be very, I guess, yeah, very loud and very passionate. I feel like that's how yeah. it manifested in my life. But now that I've kind of dealt with some of my traumas and healing, I feel like the Aries Mercury just gives me a lot of confidence in speaking. I feel like cool. speaking is just something very natural to me. So yeah. I, I actually do really enjoy my Aries Mercury. I think that is one of the favorite parts of my chart. Cool. And it sounds like you've grown into that, like accepting yourself, approving of yourself, allowing yourself to speak and shine. Yeah, it's taken me a lot of time. And I also have my, my Mars is in my sixth house. Okay. So the sixth house of like routines and, yeah. and daily activities. So I find that I do have a and lot health. of energy. Yeah, a lot of yeah. energy in that area. When I used to be a personal trainer, I had a lot of energy kind of before all my health acted up. And it, I didn't realize that not everyone else has that energy. Like right. it was kind of unique to myself. So now yeah. that I've kind of realized that, I do see it more as like my superpower and just something that's unique to me. You know, I've noticed a couple of times the, the health issue that you've had coming up. And I think it's important for listeners to know that when our body, you know, manifests something like that, it's actually for us to 
it's to draw our attention to that area of our lives as manifested through the body to give more love, more attention, more, I think, gentleness. And I talk in my book about empathy as a, as a major component of truly healing our deepest wounds and even our physical ailments that we tend to be really hard on our bodies, expecting our body to work and perform when maybe our body needs some more love as well, you know, some more softness, some more rest, some more nutritious food, you know, some more gentle and loving exercise. And I wonder if that speaks to you as well as your body needing some more of your loving kindness at that yes, time. Completely. I feel like I really learned how to be more gentle with myself because I think in the yeah. past I would be very harsh and kind of kind of like a hard ass on myself. Yeah. I would give myself hard, hard, tough love. Yeah. And ever since I started meditating, there was this guided meditation I was doing that was prompting me to just ask my body what it's trying to tell me right now through, okay. through the discomfort, through whatever pain I'm experiencing through my health. Because I do believe that when our health is acting up, it's showing us an area area that we might have overlooked or we need to. I do too. Give yeah. More care to. Yeah. To give more love and empathy and, and concern to. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that, that completely resonates with me. Yeah. So how, how do you incorporate like crystal healing and Reiki and all that kind of stuff into your practice? I want to know more about that. Sure. You know, I have at my website, nolatherapy.com, which stands for New Orleans, Los Angeles therapy.com. I have an online class and it's 20 psycho spiritual tools that I use. And it's things like how to use a pendulum. Like I'm wearing my pendulum. It's a crystal necklace to confirm yes and no questions. And I talk about using a crystal grid. Like these are like two to seven minute videos of why you would have a crystal grid and even an altar in your house, objects of significance, and how to really incorporate the metaphysical into your daily life to support your own energy, to support your own replenishment. And I just find it really fun to learn how crystals have different healing properties innately within them. And you can put them in your purse, in your pocket, under the full moon, in a window, you know, to just kind of give you a sense of well-being, to amplify the well-being of your home, of your office. And I just think it's a really fun way to just have everything in the universe working for you. You know, the universe wants to serve us, to aid us, to assist us. And sometimes we think we're asking for too much, but a lot of teachings say we actually ask for too little, you know? So like to use everything available, Reiki is just a relaxation, a Japanese relaxation technique that transmits healing through the practitioner into your body. And it can be received remotely, even through Zoom. You know, it doesn't have to be physical touch. So just, I can send Reiki healing to clients or you can book a session where we sit, you know, on Zoom and I'm sending the healing through the Zoom call. And it's just a meditative, relaxing experience with, with music. Mm -hmm. I love that. I have a few friends that practice Reiki my, friend, yeah. my best friend actually is certified in Reiki too. So she's done it on me before. And it's usually yeah. very, very relaxing. Like it is I'll, relaxing. I'll usually like pass out right after she does it. And sometimes she just does it from her room to mine. Yeah. Like we don't have to be in the same room together. Which is so cool about it. 
And sometimes people even get emotional, like it can bring up the memory of a deceased loved one. A lot of times like a grandparent comes through and the person has a memory of, of feeling really loved by a grandmother. It's just so interesting how when we're really relaxed, stuff kind of comes up for us to soothe and comfort us in a way that we might not have been aware of in our day-to-day lives. Have you ever found that? Yes, because one time I had a Reiki session done on me and she was channeling a lot of messages from my grandma. Wow. So it was, and during that time, my grandma was kind of on my mind a lot too. So it was just very interesting. I felt like it was very timely that I received all those messages. Yeah, I think there's so much going on, Jacqueline, around us, like so much that we don't see that that we can feel through our senses. And I talk a lot about the role of intuition in my book and in my work and how we all have intuition. It is not something that just I have or you have. We all have the awareness with our bodies being that tuning fork that I mentioned to really perceive through our through our ears, through taste, through smell, you know, like the things going on that are unseen and to really ask for that to be more apparent as a guiding force to love and guide us and provide for us even. And I sense that that's important to you too in your life. Yes. I feel like I've, I've always been a very intuitive person Mm -hmm. and yeah, whenever I tap into it more and whenever I really practice it, I do see it more prominently in my life, but it's definitely like a practice because if I don't if I don't ask my intuition a lot, you know, during certain periods of my life, then I won't really be that intuitive. Yeah, right. You know, I'm thinking too, for the listener that might be listening, who's more into science, because I have a lot of those people in my life. Last night, I was reading a section of my book where it talks about for those people that are more science-based, more like show me facts, show me reality, that I talk about the law of conservation of energy in science is the law that says energy is neither created nor destroyed. It just changes form. And for you, you might see, you know, the manifestation of intuition, like in nature, you know, you might look to nature as a way to tap into, um, like your extrasensory perception of things. Like I'm always amazed that even when it doesn't rain, somehow the flowers and the trees, they have a way to stay alive and stay vibrant, you know, even when it doesn't rain for a long time, like, like there's abundance in nature. So for you listening that, you know, might not be as woo woo, that you can definitely see these principles manifested in the natural world around you. Completely. And that was actually one of my questions I was going to ask you, like, how do you deal with, like, do you ever get haters or people who are like, you know, critical of the type of practice that you're doing? Do you ever get that? And like, how do you deal with it? You know, no, because I definitely send out and I have, you know, love to everyone and everything in my meditation. And, and I intend to attract that back. And even the, the couple of uh, book reviews that have said that actually the book reviews have all been like 99.9% positive. There was maybe one or two that said, this is a book focused upon self-healing and empathy. And that's actually in the title, healing our core wounds through astrology, empathy, and self-forgiveness and how the person expected it to have deeper astrology. Yet I'm very forthcoming in the book that 
astrology is the diagnostic point that I use to identify your Chiron. There's a chart in the book as well as a plug-in through my website to generate your Chiron placement. But the remediation and my passion is really where psychology, spirituality, and personal responsibility meet. So, you know, I don't feel like I've had actually any hate, just that kind of accurate review that hey, I thought there'd be more astrology, but it's all about empathy and psychology, but that's actually in the title. So I'm, I'm pretty straightforward. So I feel like I get a lot of love back to tell you the truth, Jacqueline, instead of the opposite. That is amazing. I feel like that's just like a result of your energy and what you're putting Thank out. You. Thank I, you. I feel like that's, yeah, I feel like that's really amazing. I, I noticed that in my own life too, like in the past, I feel like before I addressed my trauma and things like yeah. that, I was attracting a lot of energy draining people. Yeah. I noticed that before, like even when I was a coach, a health coach, I was attracting clients that were very, very draining for me. And fast forward to now, I feel like the type of energy that I'm putting out, the people that I tend to attract are more similar and in line with who I want in my life and a lot more positive and spiritual. So energy is a real thing. It is. And I think this point you bring up is really important and significant. And I talk about in my work and in my own life, before I did uh, the healing that I've done now, I definitely attracted based upon that pattern of what I lived in my life of people being dismissive, people actually being uncaring and abusive even because that that was kind of my template early on in life growing up in a home where there was abuse and trauma that I unknowingly brought that into my adult relationships and then wondered what's going on like why is this happening and it's because I hadn't quite unearthed and changed my own patterns of discernment you know discerning when somebody might be unhealed and so they're kind of wounding others from that woundedness within themselves and knowing how to like you know, okay, I'm going to steer away from that person. And I love myself enough to really seek out people that are loving, you know, and so it's through the process of healing our own wounds that we start to attract better for ourselves. That was definitely the case in my life also. Yeah, that is so true because I, I realized that we really attract what is familiar to us in our childhood. Yeah. So I definitely attracted a lot of like, toxic people I had a very toxic partner before but once we realize these things we can truly overcome them and I really like how you said that in your book you focus more on the empathy and the healing part rather than the astrology because I find that yeah. for myself when I use astrology I also like to use it as kind of a way to understand myself more, understand yeah. other people more. I don't really use it so much for like predicting the future or right. anything like that. Cause I just personally don't like to know, you know, what's coming, even though it wouldn't be exact, but I feel like what's coming, I'll be able to handle it. So I don't need to know ahead of time. Well, I believe we create our future. And so I'm excited about creating my future and astrology being a beautiful template, a blueprint to know kind of your propensities. And, and yet at the same time, having free will to, to learn the skills we might not have or maximize uh, the power that we do have where we are strong and comfortable, like really rock that out. And, you know, so I think we're, we're so able to create 
our lives. And that's what excites me is, is to learn the techniques, learn, you know, universal laws to direct and create my life and help my clients and people in my life receptive to do the same, that we have so much more power available to us. Totally. Yeah. I, I really agree with that, how we can create our reality and basically whatever we believe in our mind are like becomes our reality. Right. So wanting that mind to be a fertile ground of wonderful things, of, you know, empowered things, of loving things. And I think whenever we're triggered, which I talk about in my book is being an unhealed energetic attachment that somebody might say something and you become really defensive and feel offended and how that used to, I used to think, oh, there's, here's another thing wrong with me, but I've learned that our triggers really illuminate much like health issues. This is just an area to give more love to and more attention. What information does it have for me? You don't need to be judgmental about yourself or even someone else, you know, to lean in with some curiosity, like what is this wound? What is this trigger reveal that might need some more of my healing attention and love? You know what? Cause when I've attracted from someone, something that I don't want, it re reveals to me, this is an area that I'm not really loving myself in enough. Like I'm having a belief here that I might not deserve the best from someone, you know, and, and what might I do to address that within me? And, you know, to attract differently from people. I wonder what you think about that. Yes, that's actually so in line with what I'm learning recently. I talk about this on my podcast a lot, actually, about triggers. And whenever okay. I find myself triggered by a certain event or by a certain person, I take that time to reflect on my own beliefs, my own self-limiting beliefs. And I'm like, why do I feel this way? And usually I take some time to journal about it and really yeah. get to the root of the issue. Because, you know, if someone is being, say, rude to us and we're super triggered about it, there must be something that's causing that because someone can be rude to us. But if we're secure in ourselves, then we won't be so bothered by it. Right. Like if it's something that doesn't resonate, doesn't, you know, like it'll just kind of roll off your back, like water off a duck. But if it really, I've noticed that something really affects me and I really become upset by it. Like what part of me might believe that's true about myself, you know, and how might that reflect a way I've been wounded that I haven't healed or forgiven, you know, within myself or felt like I deserved something, you, you know, like to really go take it deeper into making some meaning for yourself. And then it might mean that you choose not to be around that person as much. You know, it doesn't mean you have to take everything that comes your way and love it. It might mean you steer away, you know, and spend time with some other people that, that you feel better around. You can use it to kind of guide and direct your life. For sure. I feel like, yeah, that, I agree with everything you said. I feel like that that definitely really resonates with me. And cool. we're coming close to the end of the episode yeah. now. And I'm really sad because I feel like we have so much to uh, talk about. I know, but Jacqueline. This is amazing. And where can everyone find you online? Yeah, I'd love for people on social media, on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. I'm at NOLA Therapy, N-O-L-A-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y. And that's also my website, nolatherapy.com. And my email is lisa at NOLA therapy. And I'd love to offer your listeners, Jacqueline, half off a session with me. If they mention you or your podcast, they can email me. And uh, I'd love to work with you to, you know, help discover more about yourself and how you tick. 
And thank you for having me on. Yeah, awesome. awesome. I will leave all your links in the description so everyone can find you. But thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Jacqueline. You're awesome. Thank you.